Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network the horror movie podcast is listener funded by fans like you at patreon.com you can find out more at patreon.com slash the horrible movie podcast you're listening to the studio dna network studio dna.media Welcome back. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. That's right. Uh, The first part of this show, we talked about Ed Harris and in our actor spotlight. Um, This section of the show, we are talking about the movie Snowpiercer. Now, for some... This may be a horrible movie. You may have seen it on your Netflix. Uh, When you're flipping through Netflix, and you might see it pop up, and you see it on there, and you see um, Chris Evans. You see Captain America. Here, There he is. You might also recognize in the poster William Hurt, who's been in a ton of things. He was in V for Vendetta. Uh, He's just been in a ton of things. And then you also may kind of see... Ed Harris in the background, uh, and then uh, I, I said William Hurt. I meant John Hurt, different actor. William Hurt, John Hurt, but also been in a lot of things. William Hurt has too, but I meant John Hurt. Uh, and then Tilda Swinton, uh, she uh, plays a big role in this movie. Actually, is in the movie uh, probably more than Ed Harris, uh, but Ed Harris is Ed Harris and still gets a lot of top billing. Uh, Song Kang Ho gets a uh, has a large starring part as well. And this movie uh, is a predominantly Korean, uh, South Korean production. It had a sizable budget, was backed by the Weinstein Company, which, again, synonymous for a lot of things these days, the Weinstein Company. But before all that went down, uh, Snowpiercer was produced and made with backing... uh, from a Korean company, from the Weinstein Company, and it goes down, it's still considered the um, most pricey Korean production ever. Snowpiercer. Who would have thought it? Uh, And uh, directed by Bong Joon-ho, a famous Korean director. So uh, I'm going to talk about Snowpiercer today. It is a unique film, and it also has an interesting... And I mean interesting side story, uh, kind of a, I, I keep saying conspiracy, but 
almost another life. It's taken on this it's other this other life, uh, a myth to it. There's a myth to it. But when you really square it up, Snowpiercer is and seems to be a direct sequel, or at least seemingly could be sequel, to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Or Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Is that right? Yes. I guess it's my show and I'm telling you what it is. And it's uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But anyway, I'm telling you right now, uh, when you start squaring up some of the facts to this, it it seems like it's possible. I know, you're saying, how's that even make any sense? But you'll see it. Uh, and it's very, very interesting. And I'll do my best to outline it if you want. There are some videos online that really go over this, and they do a great job of getting into some detail. But for you right now, if you're in the car, or you're listening to the radio, or you're at work, or you, and, you know, maybe you just want to listen to this in long form, and I'm going to tell you all about it. But before we get into too much here, let's talk about Snowpiercer. It is time. Uh, it is time for some deets, the details of the movie. Snowpiercer, directed by Bong Joon-ho uh, and produced uh, by uh, Jong Tae-sung, uh, a predominantly Korean production, again, backed by the Weinstein Company and several others. Um, a story by Bong Joon-ho starring Chris Evans... Uh, Song, Song Kang-ho, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, Octavia Spencer, Ko Asung, John Hurt, Ewan uh, Bremer, and Ed Harris. Who can forget Ed Harris? Uh, he's not in this movie a ton. And uh, it definitely... Um, but there's a big payoff in the end. He's kind of like the final boss battle. I don't want to say it that way, but that's kind of what, what he is in this movie. Um, an interesting movie. Release date um, in America, July 29th, 2013. And then released August the 1st, 2013 in South Korea. Uh, 126 minute runtime, And there are parts of the movie that I felt that. Uh, there are some dark cinematography, gritty, uh, interesting. But at times you kind of feel it. I will say that. I will admit that. I'm not gonna, not gonna pull any punches and lie to you. Uh, it did seem a bit long. Budget forty million dollars, and a box office of a box office of eighty six point eight million dollars, predominantly overseas for this movie, uh, because again, uh, as I said, and that's, those are those are your deets, by the way, folks. Uh, and as I said, this is one of those movies that you flip through your Netflix. And you see it sitting there. And you say, maybe this is something uh, I should watch. And I've been tempted to watch it. And I did it one day where I just looked it up and tried to look up what Snowpiercer was. Well, then, then I found this, I don't know, this conspiracy, this myth, this thought. Uh, you know how people will try to piece things together. This puzzle almost of how Snowpiercer is the sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. 
the again the Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, very interesting to me. I uh, enjoyed watching the movie just to see some of the correlations that are talked about in length. Uh, let's talk about briefly here. Let's talk about uh, the. 30-second synopsis that I'm going to do on this movie. And I'm going to try my best to do it. And it will actually probably help because uh, it will help speed you through the plot of the movie. That's right. It's time for 30-second synopsis. Brought to you by Phil Quando. That's right. Producer Phil has branched out and he's into martial arts. Uh, He's been watching the show Cobra Kai on YouTube, and he's really into the martial arts. He's opened his own dojo, folks. Phil Kwondo. Neck, stomach, nether region. Phil Kwondo. Uh, it's located behind the Motel 6 in that strip mall uh, next to the subway or the blimpy uh, in your neighborhood. That's right, Phil Kwondo. Check him out. Uh, 30 second synopsis. Here we go. And. And 30 seconds synopsis, and go. The world, it's 2014. And to counteract global warming, uh, the world has come up with a chemical called CW7. Ironically, CW, possibly for Charlie, named in the movie, by the way. And they use this chemical to spray it into the atmosphere to bring down the temperature of the atmosphere and global warming. It actually turns the world into a snowball. The only savior for the world is Charlie. Charlie builds a train, and it goes nonstop around the world, making a revolution every year. Uh, Curtis is the main character in it, Chris Evans. He has to make it from the back of the train to the front of the train, uh, and he must stop Charlie or get off the train and save everybody. That's it. All right, not a very good one. But with that said... You understand that there's a global warming aspect of this. There's uh, this odd climate engineering stuff. Uh, Charlie is brought into it. Uh, There's some interesting uh, stuff. The chemical that's made. uh, Wilfred Wilfred is this guy. um, And Wilfred is Charlie, basically. And again, you're led to believe that that is... Charlie from Charlie uh, from, from from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, the kid that won the golden ticket, that got to ride in the glass elevator. But again, the movie itself doesn't just come out and say that, but the conspiracy behind it lets you believe it's possible. And I'm going to outline a little bit more of that. Let's talk briefly here um, about. This great, uh, fun movie. And I say fun, it's pretty dark. It's also rated R. So, uh, if your kids watch this, uh, maybe your little kids, don't let them watch it. There's some, there's some gore in this. It's interesting. It's a, I, it's a post-apocalyptic future. Uh, and you know, and I know, in movies, when there's a post-apocalyptic future, uh, it can be brutal. It's Mad Max-like at times, folks. It's Waterworld-like at times. It is not a safe environment. It's not wholesome. It's not safe for the whole family. It's not 
kid tested mother approved. Um, so in the movie, let's start talking about this movie. So in the movie, we basically have this. We have uh, global warming has occurred. Uh, the temperature of the earth has risen and the, you know, the oceans are rising and everything's, uh, scared. This is 2014 when the movie is initially set. They launched this, uh, all the countries of the world launched this chemical called CW7 into the atmosphere because it's been proven that it can lower atmospheric, uh, temperatures. And it does that in fact, but it lowers it so much that it then uh, causes uh, the world just to freeze, a hard freeze, to the point where people, one, can't survive, and almost uh, the majority of the world's population, almost all of it, uh, ends up uh, freezing solid, literal freezing solid. Planes crash, blah, 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 blah. Uh, kind of like a left-behind scenario, <laughs> except with ice, and they caused it themselves. It wasn't God's intervention. So, basically then, the temperature crashes, but the plan put in place by the Williford Company, uh, who has this uh, great inventor guy uh, who's in charge, and he is uh, he has come up with this self-sustaining train technology. And it basically will continue on and on and on and on, non-stop, uh, as long as the, the engine is taken care of, uh, and it will keep going. He loads up, basically kind of like an ark, like Noah's ark. He loads up, you know, different people. And you. so then we don't really see that happen, but we see 2031, okay? Uh, in this train, at the back of the train, are the lowliest people. Many would call them scum on the train. They're thought of as the worst. And then the further you get up on the train, the further cars you get up on the train, the higher class or better off people there are. You know, there's the working class, there's the uh, people that are the elites, and then you get to the very front of the train, and Williford, the creator of this whole thing, uh, he as must be. Now, no one has seen him in years. He's basically an exile on the front of the train. Um, so, long story short, Curtis is the main character of this, and this is played by Chris Evans. Chris Evans, hard uh, to stop, decides they, they basically have this revolt planned, and uh, he's been getting these notes in this... Well, they get these protein bars. And when I say protein bars, folks, I'm not talking about um, protein bar, like a protein crunch bar. Or I'm not talking about something you'd buy like the Kind Bars or granola or something. Uh, this is a gelatin-looking thing, and they just call it their protein bars. It's pretty gross-looking, actually. It looks like licorice jello is what it reminded me of, if that was a thing. And it probably tasted like that, too. They didn't seem to like it too much. So they had that, and that's what most of those people ate. And the people in the very back car were basically like the slums. Uh, they had that, and they are really... Uh, they, uh, there's a, a couple There's a couple uh, that gets uh, their child stolen 
Octavius Spencer's child uh, gets stolen, uh, gets kidnapped and taken to the front because the uh, some of the military people that are on the train, because there are military people with guns, they come to the back looking for a certain size of child and they take them to the front. They basically poach from the back end of the train uh, their needs for the front end of the train. So then they, um, so basically then the the movie is Chris Evans' character fighting his way to the front of the train. And it's many, many huge amounts, uh, huge cars on this train. It's pretty impressive. Uh, For over half the movie, you don't even see outside of the train. And then as they get further and further up, some of the cars have windows. And you can see outside the windows. And uh, it's just snowpack forever. And they're in a high elevation on this train. uh, And so they're uh, they're just on the tracks and they're doing their thing right. So he slowly works his way up. Uh, You run into some different characters along the way. Uh, you run into um, a character named Nam Gung uh, Minsu, and he is a bomb specialist somehow. He's a rewind. He he the person that actually designed all of the security features on the train, and he's found this person because of these messages that have been packed away inside of the protein bars. Right? He doesn't know. Curtis doesn't know who has been putting it, uh, putting these messages in the protein bars. Uh, he, there's a friend, there's an older man named Gillum, and that's played by John Hurt, uh, and he kind of acts as the Obi Wan in this character, Obi Wan Kenobi in this in this uh, in this movie, for Curtis's character. They slowly make their way to the front of the train. Eventually, John Hurt gets shot, um, but we find out something very special and very, uh, kind of a twist at the end. Uh, Tilda Swinton's character is M- Minister Mason, uh, a very interesting character, uh, looks um, kind of like a, a Willy Wonka character in a lot of ways, which is interesting. Um, there's a uh, assassin guy with a gun who is remarkably possibly could be Mike TV from the Willy Wonka movie. Uh, but again, we're not told this directly, but he does like guns, and uh, one of the main shots is him on a security camera TV, just saying. Who knows? So, uh, I never saw Augustus Gloop on it. I will say that. Uh, I didn't see a good sign of Augustus Gloop. Even though, even though, Williford, the main bad guy, has this henchwoman that eerily... Maybe she could have been. Or she may have been Violet Ann Bickerstaff. Is that her name? Violet. Not Ann Bickerstaff. That's from Save with the Bill. Violet. From the movie. Or from Willy Wonka. Um, as Curtis makes his way through the train, one, he finds out what the protein bars are made of. And the protein bars are made of... Ready for this one, guys? Drum roll, please. Oh, uh, ground-up cockroaches. No lie. Unbelievable. So gross. But people eat them. Because... The people in the back of the train, they don't have anything else. So here we go. They're eating those. As you get further up in the train, they have nicer stuff. There's one cart, one cart where they're ta- they're eating sushi. 
there's another car uh, where they're uh, having a big rave dance party. Because in every post-apocalyptic movie, there will be rave music and there will be a dance party. Uh, If The Matrix taught us anything, it's some sort of a rave-type scenario like that. Um, He makes his way to the front of the car. He, uh, along the way, runs into uh, uh, Yona, who is uh, the daughter of Nam Gung Minsu, who is the security expert. Uh, and then they basically are team up at toward the end. When we come back from this next break, we'll finish up talking about this movie. And I'm going to really dive into that conspiracy theory about Willy Wonka. See you in a second. Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. And now... You can hear Richard on his own podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. You're going to get political intrigue, subterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, Bigfoot, and much, much more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Conspiracy Unlimited, following the truth wherever it leads. Listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Well, welcome back um, to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Like I said in the first uh, couple segments, riding solo today. Um, No producer Phil, just me uh, here in my little studio and uh, just kind of talking about Snowpiercer. That's right. It's the uh, movie that you've seen on... It's it's not a Netflix movie. It was released in theaters because it had, you know, an $80 million haul. The box office, mainly foreign... Uh, but it's that movie you see when you're flipping through Netflix, and there it is. It looks interesting enough. It's rated R, so watch your kids. Uh, make sure they're not seeing some of that stuff. Uh, but you wonder, is it good? And honestly, it's there's some really good parts to it. Can kind of be long and drawn out. There's also some head scratcher stuff where you're like a train uh, through the ice when there's nothing else going on. You know who knows. Charlie, I rewind, Williford <laughs> really likes trains. And they talk about that and his love for transportation and his love for creating things and making strange transportation technology. Sound like anyone we know? Maybe the person that inherited Willy Wonka's chocolate factory because he won a golden ticket? Could Williford in this movie be Charlie from that movie? All grown up? Having to try to save the world, making an arc basically out of a train, and uh, keeping all the people alive, well, not all the people alive, a small amount of people alive, while the rest of the world is frozen outside. Well, let's see. Let's find out. Curtis, the main character in the movie, played by Chris Evans. You know him from Captain America. Uh, he has made his way through the front to the front of the train. Uh, he's along the way. He's uh, met Na- Nam Gung Minsu, uh, who is a security specialist who's helped him fight his way through, and he's also met his daughter Yona, uh, who uh, is helping them get through. They have this substance that people on the train are addicted to, and it's basically though. Uh, it's basically uh, 
a byproduct of the engine of the train, and it is flammable. And uh, Nam Gung Minsu continues to talk about how it is flammable. And then in the end, he's like, it, you can put it together and it'll blow something up, right? So they basically put it on the door of the main uh, car. They've made it from the very back to the very front of the train. It's a long train, too. Miles of train. Miles, folks. Miles. And they're about ready to blow it up. And then uh, one of the henchmen, this female henchman, henchwoman, I guess, henchwoman, comes out and says that Williford would like to talk to you, Curtis. So he talks to Curtis, and he tells Curtis that, in fact, uh, Curtis, I need, I'm getting old, and I want you to take over my position on the train. And you'll get to live up here, and you'll have room and space, and you've not been by yourself in years because the train is so jam-packed with people. And this revolt you led was basically predetermined by me. I'm the one that's been giving you these messages that you should come to the front of the train. Uh, but basically start a revolution. And also, um, that revolution has resulted in killing off a large percentage of the people in the very back of the train uh, to help with overpopulation on the train to sustain numbers and keep things going. They also, when they get to the front of the train, they do find out that the reason that... Um, that the reason that... Sorry, let me scroll back up here. The reason that Octavia Spencer's kid was... Uh, kidnapped was because he was the right size for uh, this compartment that keeps the train running, but the thing that be kept it running became extinct recently. So, with that said, think to Willy Wonka. Think of something small that did tasks around the factory. And then think about those creatures becoming extinct. So then on this train, Williford, i.e. Charlie, has to find small children that can fit in this space to do the manual labor that the, maybe the Oompa Loompas did when they first started the train. See a pattern? See where this may be a real thing? Uh, this actually, Chris Evans acknowledged this on Twitter saying how excited this theory makes him. Uh, and I thought that was kind of fun. Very interesting. You need to check this out, folks. Google Snowpiercer Willy Wonka, and you can kind of see there's a bunch of videos on there for different people. Uh, very, very interesting stuff. And let me kind of go over a couple things. Anyway, oh, rewind, let me finish the movie. So uh, Curtis basically then puts his arm into the area to let this kid out. He's trying to get this kid this kid to get this kid out of the engine. And he does, but in, in order to do that he has to shove his arm in there and it starts to cut into his arm. The reason he do, does this and knows he needs to do this because earlier in the movie he talks about a sacrifice that he was not willing to make when he was younger. When he first got on the train when everything was chaos in the back car and someone gave up an arm to save uh, another person's life from being cannibalized, literal. And so he basically gives up his arm in this situation to help out this kid. The kid escapes. Uh, and 
In doing so, though, uh, basically then they end up blowing up the train. The train crashes, and you don't see Curtis, but the daughter, uh, the the daughter, uh, Yona, she escapes with this child, and then, because there's this theory that Namgung Minsu, or Yona's father had, was that every time they go by this certain spot, every year they went past it, 18 years and they went past it, uh, the snow is less and less as you go past it. That, to me, is interesting. And so he th- he perceives that that means it's getting warmer because the snow is going down in those spots, meaning it's probably warming up and it may be habitable for humans because the whole ploy for the train has been keep everyone on the train because... If you go off the train, you'll freeze to death. To a point where there's these seven people that are frozen outside the train that they keep showing or they keep talking about every year they go past the seven that tried to get out of the train. They actually jumped off the train at one point uh, and did not survive. They made it like 100 yards before they just froze. I digress. All right, so the train crashes. Yona and the child walk, start to walk. They look up, and what do they see, folks? A polar bear, meaning life can exist on Earth again. And perhaps the human race can start anew. Or maybe there's other groups of people out there. Maybe they're down near Atlanta, uh, searching around. Uh, Maybe uh, there's a guy named Daryl that rides a motorcycle and has a crossbow. That's That's Walking Dead. Never mind. Wrong Andrew Lincoln could be. I'm just joking. All, all not real. Um, so check it out. Let's talk uh, theories here. Let's talk about theories. The theory is, is Snowpiercer a sequel to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? Or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Which is it? Willy Wonka and... The Chocolate Factory. There you go. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Good job, Jack. You did it. Uh, so is Snowpiercer a theory? Or is is it a sequel to uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? Uh, here's, some, here's some factoids for you. Ed Harris in the movie is the train conductor. And the theory is, is that he is Willer, Williford, Wilford. And he is Charlie Bucket. Uh... He changed his last name to Williford, uh, using the W in it for Wonka, possibly whenever he went to live in the factory when he was younger. Uh, he surrounds himself with people he trusts. The head security guy he has is uh, a guy that shoots a lot uh, named Mike. Uh, not, he's not named Mike TV, but, but it's led, you're led to believe that that is Mike TV. Minister Mason played by Tilda Swinton, uh, allegedly is Veruca Salt. And um, she uh, uh, plays his main, uh, basically right-hand person. You have Gillum, who you find out later in the movie, again, played by John Hurt. You find out later in the movie that he was a basically a double agent f- for... Uh, for Willif- for Wilfred. Take a drink there. Um, and then you have basically he plays 
Arthur Slugworth, essentially, in the uh, this movie. And there's a big turn. Sounds crazy. But again, there's many, many videos online. Uh, check it out. Snowpiercer. Interesting stuff. Uh, a fun uh, aside, if you have some extra time, you want to watch some random videos, uh, they, they can really put it out in uh, pictures for you. But that's about uh, what I got for you. Uh, on the movie Snowpiercer, we talked to Ed Harris in the first segment. Uh, we talked about, uh, obviously talked about Snowpiercer and Chris Evans in that role. And uh, good stuff. Great stuff, actually. So, very good. Well, let's wrap up talking about uh, some different things uh, I would like to talk about. Uh, first things first, I have another podcast. Uh, that other podcast is called Interstate of Mind. Uh, on that podcast, it is myself, a guy named Scott Bryant, and a guy named Paul Huft. And we record on the interstate, driving our commute. Driving to work. It's really ad-lib. We tell stories. This last episode, I tell a doozy of a story uh, from uh, when I was about 20. Uh, it involved the highway. It was a great, great story. A lot of fun. Um, we talk about sports. We talk about movies. We talk about anything, really. And it's recorded in a car while we're driving down a real interstate, Interstate 44, that runs right through Missouri, where we live. And um, it's a lot of fun. You should check it out. Uh, also, please check out the other shows that are on the Studio DNA Network. Uh, there's a great lineup on there of shows, uh, and I could go down it, but you go to studiodna.media, and you can check out all those shows, uh, and they all have different flavor. There's a lot of different variety on there, and it's all free. Podcasts, folks, are free, and let's keep them free and keep them fun. Also, do yourself a favor. If you know how to, obviously, obviously you know how to download a podcast. But there are people that don't. And there are people that would love to be able to download, but it may take you showing them how to download a podcast on their phone. Everyone has iPhones. Everyone has an Android phone. I know this because everyone's just looking at their screen, walking around, walking into fountains of the mall, walking just, you know, haplessly, aimlessly looking down. The Snowpiercer end of the world will happen where we freeze up and no one will know it happened until it's too late because everyone will be looking at their phones. But while they're looking at their phones, make sure you look over at them and say, hey, do you know how to actually download a podcast? They may say, what's a podcast? It could be like my mom and her think that this podcast, well, what TV station is it on? And then I have to say, it's not a TV, it's not a TV show, Mom. Uh, it's a podcast. It's on a phone. Uh, she doesn't have a smartphone, so she can't listen to podcasts. Now, she's listened to the radio edition before. And a uh, listener, uh, actually Josh Bell, who is from my hometown as well, let my mom listen to a little clip of an episode. I digress. My rant now is not about uh, uh, download or about listening to my show. It's really about tell a friend how to listen to a podcast. There are so many things that people can listen to on 
their phone for free. Uh, I love radio. Okay, we all love radio. I think more radio stations should incorporate podcast into how their station runs but no one's asking me for that advice but i feel like uh podcasts are a great way to uh get information across uh just like radio has done for people uh podcasts also fit in that same medium and it is stinking phenomenal that's one thing i want to do it's like a psa it's like a psa just for you my friends um Anyway, the more you know, right? What else? Um, that's really about it. Um, on several stations, doing uh, great stuff, having lots of fun. The podcast is a good time. Um, always looking for more movies, so let me know any movies you have. Jack at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Let me tell you real quick. You've waited till the end of the show. I'm going to tell you how you can sign up for our awesome $50 Amazon gift card giveaway. It's going to cost you nothing to do this. It's not I'm not going to spam you for information. Here's all I'm asking. Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if this only works if on those things if there's an ability to rate and review. I would love for you to go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review and subscribe to our podcast, The Horrible Movie Podcast. And leave a five-star rating on there and then I just want you. Here's what I want you to do. Five-star write hashtag #HHMP that's the letter H, the letter M, the letter P at the bottom of that, uh, the bottom of your review, okay? And then I want you to take a picture of that po- uh, of that review or a screenshot, whichever is easiest for you, and then email that picture or screenshot to Jack at the Horrible Movie Podcast.com. That's going to get you in the the uh, May drawing for a fifty dollar Amazon gift card. I'm so, I swear, I'm 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 gonna. We're giving away a $50 Amazon gift card. And all you have to do is do something you would do anyway. Just do it. Help helps us out, and I will help you out. Uh, great. We're going to have several giveaways, but like that, that one is the main one. And I just love doing it. It's great. We have some great supporters. and They've helped us uh, be able to put together an awesome giveaway for you guys, the fans. Please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, hashtag HMP at the bottom of that. Screenshot or a picture. And just email that to jack at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. That way I can get your contact information when you win. That way I can get your contact information to send you, uh, to, well, to be able to, on the back end of it, to be able to, you know, know where to mail this Amazon gift card to. All right. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Uh, we made it. Snowpiercer. Uh, let me know your thoughts on it. Uh, send out some info on Twitter or Facebook or send me an email what you think about it. You need to watch it on there. Again, hide the kids on that one. Rated R pretty gruesome at times uh but an interesting theory a very interesting theory willy wonka snowpiercer uh, a lot of stuff a lot of smoke on the internet there with that one not sure if there's any fire but you know how that goes so thanks guys for tuning in uh, always remember uh just because it's from hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible and just because you think you can fix the environment with cw7 to lower the temperature doesn't mean it won't throw you into a cataclysmic uh frozen wasteland of a post-apocalyptic earth. See y'all soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.